Ladies and gentlemen, live today in studios, Ray Coudre. This is one of the busiest musicians I know around, and I'm so happy that he took the time to come in today. He's also a math teacher, a favorite, over at uh, Northfield High School, and I'm just so pleased to have him in studio today. So it's time to talk with Ray Coudre. There we go. There we go. Live, live art, right? You always have to just adjust. We were just talking about that with <laughs> we uh, were. video stuff from yesterday. Exactly, exactly. Well, welcome so much on this beautifully rainy day because we need the, we need the water, don't we? Absolutely. I'm really happy to see that this morning. I am too. So, Ray, you are, as I said, you are just one of the busiest people. I, I He played um, at, at Crazy Days for the Guild, and uh, I don't know, you haven't missed a weekend since May? Like, uh, yeah, somewhere around in there. We've we've played uh, about three days a week since May, wow. and uh, all over the state and Iowa, Wisconsin. It's been a lot of fun. That is great summer. Like fun. Good, good for you. That's awesome. So we had you on episode fifteen, which was a year and something ago. And so, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about all these gigs? Uh, you have new recordings, new album. Um, catch us up. Well, um, one of the big things is uh, last October we. Brought the full band in, and uh, Kurt Johnson came in and did video, and I captured all the sound, and we recorded a live album with nine new songs of uh, wow. original music, and then we released that on April 8th in front of all of our friends uh, down at uh, Imminent Brewing. I had people come from my hometown, and uh, it was just, uh, it was really good. We're really proud of the way it turned out. It's called Just This, live from Imminent Brewing. You can find it on you know all the streaming platforms, uh, anywhere you want to go. Uh, we've been playing uh, from, in one weekend, we played, I played in the Iowa border and then the Minnesota border. Uh, the next day, I actually <laughs> flew up to my hometown with, uh, with Kurt Johnson, was my hired pilot and also uh, co-conspirator in uh, musical crimes. Right. And uh, we played at a place called Far North Spirits, which is a uh, distillery way up, way up north on, my, on the border. Wow, yeah, good time, and everywhere in between, we've we've played a lot um, in different ensembles. We have a trio, Fred the Bear trio, um, and then I play with Kurt on once a once a month down at reunion. So we're we're pretty busy, and we we like that. You like being busy? That's great. It's going to go away someday. Yeah, soon. right. You have to appreciate <laughs> it while you have it, and in the summer when you're not working full time. Yeah, uh, that's the time to fill up your schedule with exactly. that. Exactly. So you you spoke of this. Um, album live from imminent so you recorded it live at recorded imminent, it right? live we we did what we did is we did all nine songs we did actually a dozen songs okay and we did them twice we rearranged the set list and then did it again so we were sure to oh. capture one or the other version of it sure. and we got nine of them uh through that process all of them with uh full video um we did we had like five cameras set up and did, did a bunch of uh, it was a busy spring a lot of editing or a busy winter yeah um, to put that together but it's all out there on uh, you can find it on uh, actually our YouTube channel Fred the Bear YouTube uh, if you go Fred the Bear music one word you can find all it on YouTube and yeah, it's pretty nice that's fabulous it was fun. yeah the fun part and the time the, the part that doesn't take that much time is actually playing particularly when you're doing a live album oh it goes is the so plan, fast is the, exactly and then it's the editing that you just go okay yeah. oh my goodness it's hour after hour yeah. after hour of meticulous things yeah. that that you have to kind of look up a lot of times see oh how do i do this again so, well and you know you were just talking about uh, your show congratulations by the way on that simon and garfunkel tribute i 
What I've been busy Thank both you. times, and I will catch it eventually because I understand you'll do more of it. But um, uh, it's like you said, it's the the editing, and it's things that most people aren't even going to care about. Right. But if you care about your music, which I know you do, and I do, and my band does, um, you're particular because someone will hear this cool thing that you uh, with, that you included or. Um, you know the work you put in. People will notice, or more importantly, they'll notice if you don't don't exactly, put it in. Exactly, exactly. So. And you know that's like I've talked about on the show. The sound person, and when it's live, and the mix engineer when you're recording, and how they're just as important as any 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 member on that stage, maybe more so. Our our guy is a guy named Sam Dwyer, yeah. and he is our live sound engineer, and he mixed our album. And you cannot beat that combination. Like right. having a good person there is key. You are right. You are hundred percent right. Well, and not only a good person, but somebody that does it all the time for you because yep. it just gets better and better and better as that it's person like learns your set. Exactly. Just like practicing your songs, that yep. person is practicing every time he does live sound, and so it's going to get better. That's yeah. fabulous. Yep. That's great. Um, any other projects? Like, well, how about Rock and Roll Revival? I didn't mention that Ray is the producer and director of uh, Rock and Roll Revival, which of course many of you have seen throughout the years and it's a area favorite you do oh my god you guys just knock it out of the park well, every time sherry uh Setchel and <laughs> bob gregory bjorklund and a literal army of people nancy johnson's involved like yeah there's a lot of people involved and we are starting that actually i have a uh a meeting that i'm trying to schedule with sherry we've uh to <laughs> kind of get our set list together and stuff but yeah that's this year march of 2024 wow yeah. Yeah, when do you start? When do you start rehearsals for that? How uh, we start it? rehearsals in January. We do auditions wow. about November. So, uh, I mean, November, December, January, February, March, April, May—that's six months ahead yeah, of time. That's a long time. So it kind of gives people an idea of the amount of work that goes into production yeah. and why it's so good. Yeah, well, it's yeah, everybody that's in it takes ownership, and that's the that's uh, the key. Yes. You know, it's yes. it's everyone's. So. It it's, is. It shows. It does. It certainly does. Um, okay, so we caught up with your bands, your gigs. It's Fred the Bear, and you were, and you play with Kurt. Um, any other projects, musical projects you have going on? Are you writing any more songs? It seems like you're constantly writing. Songs. I write. I write all the time. Yeah. yeah um, and it sometimes it comes. You know, it's fits and starts. You know, I, I'm sure you know how that works because it's like sometimes they just pour out of you and sometimes they don't well we'll play one and i'll talk about it later about one that just happened in a day and wow. some of them uh, i find that if i set time aside to write um i i do i become more productive right so yeah right now in the summer that time is taken up with live shows right so and then around that then you got to do the yard work and walk the dogs so right. <laughs> you said i'm sure you know and i do not because i'm not a songwriter it doesn't come fast or slow for me <laughs> i think i've written one song in my life and it was like pulling teeth just because i wanted to have a song an original song by me on our album when i was in dame station yeah. so it's not anything that happens for me so i'm always kind of mystified as how people can create create something out of nothing like that it's just wow it's really yeah cool. it's uh i don't know it's i don't think there's a formula but it is it is interesting to see different people's processes because some people love to co-write and i don't right i don't i don't like to co-write i don't like to write love songs although i have written like two or three in the last 
two years, which is funny, <laughs> but I guess, okay, we all want to know what prompted that. Uh, just love my my family, you know. That's, that's nice. It. That's it. Uh, I think that people out there listening have heard enough people on this show talk about the writing process and how different it is, and and surprisingly, it's different for the same for one person. It's different. I, let me say that a different way. There's like you have different processes and it seems yes. like everybody does. It's not something that's set. And this is how I, I always come up with the lyrics first and then I add the music. It seems like it just kind of just coalesces in different exactly. ways. Yes, yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. There's just it, at one song was totally different than another. And it just, it just comes together in weird ways. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about those summer nights, which just kind of came out of the blue and, and, came together pretty quickly for you last just last month and you recorded for us so we could play it today but before we talk about that I want to talk to you and you wanted to talk about music in the community and and the numbers and and this in this community in particular Northfield which yeah. is so filled with music lovers and art lovers and music awesome musicians yeah when, when you asked me about this I said I want to talk about math because <laughs> I was just thinking about this um, I I love the to to help get people to understand who's out and available and playing right and if you think about it there's 20,000 people in Northfield uh, we can support in between Northfield and Dundas three different breweries right right and um what that means is if you play around with the numbers a little bit 1% just 1% is 200 people so if we uh, if we have three, four events going on, like coming up on August 19th, you have a show at the 411 yep. uh, with um, Greenville Manitou. You got right? it. Yep. Yeah. And I'm playing that night at Imminent Brewing. And then there's probably someone else playing uh, somewhere else in town. Right. Like, it's not hard if all of us as musicians and as music fans just spread the word. If you're not going, just spread the word on everybody's show because... That's right. It it doesn't take much people. You can only fit a hundred people in the in the Arts Guild Theater. One hundred eighteen. Right. You can uh, you can fit maybe a hundred or two hundred in uh, like the Grand. Three hundred would be full. Right. Two hundred would be a really nice audience. Exactly. Like, uh, it, it doesn't take much to get three to five hundred people out on a given night when there's twenty thousand people. But I can't tell you how many times people have said, Oh, I didn't even know you were playing or right. I didn't know that, you know, you and Barb were doing the the Simon and Garfunkel tribute uh, or I didn't know the four eleven concert was happening. I would have went. Well, you can't go to all of them, but if everybody does a better job of sort of advertising and saying, Hey, I'm playing here tonight, but there's other, these other two shows. And this kind of comes out of, I started to notice the best audiences I have are when everybody else is playing. So you get, uh, I've played on nights where like Waz was playing at the cow and Chad Johnson was playing at reunion or the Rubenstein, whatever it was. And we were playing like at armory or imminent. And then Terry Vanderwalker had something going on over at, uh, the grand. Those are always the best nights. Why? <laughs> Uh, because it's like car dealerships, like <laughs> okay, explain car dealerships. You they always go in clusters because right. that way people know they can go find a car 
they don't know that which one they want, but there's always going to be one in that area. That's why right. they always build them in the same locations, right? Because it just brings more people out. So it's the same idea. More people are like, oh, I'm going to go see some music. Oh, I stopped by uh, here to have a beverage, and then I went over to this other venue. And right. I don't know. It's just it's it's a synergy. And I I think as artists we tend to be a little bit. Oh, you know, I hope someone comes out to my show because you put a lot of work into it. But the reality is people are going to come out because you look at the people I just mentioned and right. the people you know and I know that play around town. It's and amazing. There's a lot of quality music here. Uh, if if we just do more to get the word out, you know, you've got Cave Jazz and Mark Ross and Sam Ryden and Wendy Smith and all these amazing musicians out we there, really Barb do. and Steve and Waz and oh, it's just insane. You could go on and on, on and, and on. on. And there's so many people we don't even know the names of. They're excellent musicians. Yep. And we have the colleges that have incredible musicians. And I, it, oh, I just couldn't agree with you more. And I think part of this conversation should be about the vitality of Northfield. Yeah. Because if you if maybe don't care so much about, you know, well, those bands, they can figure it out how to, how to promote their, themselves and it's up to them to do it. But if we want to have a vital city that is a place where people want to come to and people want to live, we have to have a nightlife. We just have to. Yeah, there has to be something to do. Yeah, there has to be something to do and that people are excited about doing. And no matter when they come downtown, on let's say Thursday through Saturday nights at least, um, there's going to be something that they're going to find that's going to be really, really fun and really, uh, you know, excellent musicianship or excellent artisanship. it's important for all of us. It's yeah. not just the musicians in this community. I agree 100%. Yeah. You know, you look at the new thing that uh, Jake, Jake and Lindsay are trying over at the Grand with the open mic nights. Yep. <clears throat> you know, I play a lot of those Thursdays, at least once a month. I'll play a Thursday uh, over at, like, Reunion. And during that open mic night, and it it always adds to what I've got because people will go there or they'll come to me or or maybe they just know they can come to Northfield and something's going to be happening to your point, right? Right, so, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an important thing for, for just this, this community to, to know that there is something to do. That's for, right. For adults. Right? Yes, exactly. And I also think that, um, I, don't, I don't know that the audience realizes how important it is that when they see something that they like, that they talk about it. Yeah. Because even if, it's, even if you don't know about the next gig and you can talk about that, if you say, I saw Fred the Bear, boy, they were awesome to a couple of your friends. Then when that friend sees it in, in a Facebook post or a poster or whatever it is, oh, that's you. right. I heard about them. Yeah. I'm going to go see them. So please, you guys out there, spread the word. Well, it's true. <laughs> like, especially if you're a musician. Like, don't be afraid on a night you've got a gig to just throw out, hey, here's three options. Yeah. And I'm playing too because it's, it's going to, it, that rising tide boats thing, it's, yeah, it's that, a real deal, right? <laughs> and I don't do enough of it. I'm so glad, glad you brought that up. None of us do. We get, we get so focused, like you said, on promoting our, our own stuff that, that you just forget. And I'm going to start you're I'm gonna be better about at promoting. That. A lot of people. So, well, thank um, you. I, and, this show, yeah. But it is kind of like you're really trying to, you do want people to go out to, you put time into it. But, I do. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Well, um, we talked about, is there anything else you want to talk about on this subject? Well, I think the big thing is just saying, you know, if you know of someone, like you just said, if they're worthwhile, just say, hey, these guys are worthwhile. You should go see them. I'm yep. not, even if you're not in town, exactly. just let, let people know. Um, and it just brings more, like you said, vitality to the, downtown area and the more that the 
and the more that the bar owners and restaurant owners have learned that people are going to be downtown, the more they will stay open and be open exactly. for, for their, but I, I think after COVID, and I mean, we're fighting that, right? The inertia from that and also the, the venues in town, the bars in town, the, the places in town that you can play. Um, they've learned not to be open because they can't make any money because nobody's going out. But we're all starting to go out more. It's taking right. some time, but right. I feel we're all, I just feel it in the room when I'm playing or at a, at a different, somebody else's concert. You just kind of feel everybody's excitement for being there and, and appreciating it. It's yeah. just growing. So well, we had uh, a week ago, I played at Armory and we were shocked at the number of people that came out. Awesome. It was so much fun. And the energy when you get that many people just feeds that. It does. That whole thing. It does. It makes you want to go out again. Yep. And it? it makes them, like you said, John and Liz can be open more because they know people are going to show up. Right. Because they can't sustain being open if nobody shows up. Yep. That's so, it. Uh, we talked. All right. So we're done with that subject. Yeah. And I think we we made a fine point there and put a period on that conversation. So <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we talked a little bit about your songwriting and we talked a little bit about this song, Those Summer Nights. But let's dig into that because that's the song that we're going to play. Tell us about the inception of this. Okay, song. so July 21st was a Friday a couple weeks ago and it was like perfect. It was blue sky, like unbelievable blue with the big white clouds floating by. And I went for a walk. I live over by uh, the pool and so on. I went for a walk, and you could hear kids out in the distance. Uh, I had my dogs with me, and, and uh, there were kids at the skateboard park, at the pool, just in various yards. You could that beautiful sound of, of kids playing in the summer. Mm. And it just everything about the day was perfect, and I, was start, I started to get this little sort of melody in my head. So I took my phone, and I took a little keyboard that I have on my phone and I found the key that I wanted to be in because <laughs> I've written songs where, uh, oh my God, the key, I don't know what key that is. It's uh, very flat of something. But uh, So I got the key and I was like singing these words and I turned on my recorder and just everything I saw, I would start singing. Cool. And um, it was just absolutely perfect. By the time I got home, um, I just sat down. I played the recordings that I had because they were like, 30 messages of, oh, here's another line. Uh, here's some things that rhyme. And I just typed them all in, and then I rearranged them into a song. And by the end of that afternoon, I had the beginning of it. And then the next day, I was like, well, it's not quite happy enough. So I sort of rewrote the melody a little bit to make it happier. And uh, I came up with this song, and I wanted like a super energetic, uh, fun summer song. And I, I think I got it. So this is a rough mix of it that I did uh, just programming in the drums in my computer and playing the bass on a keyboard and wow. my acoustic guitar. And I'll hand this over now to my to the band, Fred the Bear, and, and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll give me some magic on it uh, above this. But this is a rough draft of those summer nights. Yeah. So I have a couple things that I noticed is that you said you, you made the song happier. How do you do that? <laughs> How is that accomplished? Do you think? Um, you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of it is in the melody. Uh, a little bit of it is choosing where to put your chords and which chords to use. You know, Certainly. stay away from A flat, the saddest key of all. <laughs> I thought it was D minor. Oh, okay. D minor. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and then um, so you're playing everything on this, and this is basically yeah. what you'd call your demo that you would send to your band. Yep. And they learn the, their parts, and they're going to change up how they do well, it. 
Actually, their they'll prose. create their parts. Exactly. So they, they generally, um, I learned a long time ago from Joe Henry that you just, you turn it over and you, you let them do what they do because that's why you play with them. Exactly. Right? They're the experts in that realm. In that Although on this realm. one, there are, they do have more direction than they ever have because there's a little, uh, a hi hat at the beginning that I want. Uh, but, Bob Kanzelman, our drummer, is is the best musician in our band. It's not even close. You might have that experience occasionally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just but uh, it's so right. crazy to to uh, see what he does. So I'm well, not worried. And sometimes you have like um, you think of the iconic guitar-driven rock songs, and that there's a there is a line that yep. if you're if you're covering the song, you better you better do it just like that because yeah, you that need that is, line in there. You yeah. need that line, and sometimes when you come up with song, but then around that, the guitar player can come up with whatever they yep, do, exactly. and that's what exactly awesome. Let's see. So um, it sounds like this was a song filled with joys. You didn't necessarily have any challenges, or at least not yet. With yeah, this that's song. that's what I thought. It awesome. was really fun. That is great. All right, Wendy, we're, let's take a listen to Those Summer Nights, written and performed by my guest today, Ray Coudre. Nothing like the summertime, sunshine in a cold, bald sky, with those puffy clouds float on by, with a beat that's just right. Backbeat with a sweet bass line It's a warm place in the back of your mind Sipping lemonade, wearing your cool shade And it feels so alive Fresh cut hay in the meadow morn Smell of the earth from where you were born Heat of the day gives way to the fading light So much hope and so much life on summer night Floppy hat and summer shorts Confidence enough to rule this world Top down and you don't care You got the wind in your hair Nothing wrong but just a little while Summer sun always makes you smile Summer hope and summer dreams it's a summer thing Yeah It's a summer thing Yeah We felt every single word was written for us Singing summer of 69 from the top of our lungs We sing standing on your mama's porch We really thought it would last forever Every summer night Fresh cut hay in the meadow morn Smell of the earth from where you were born Heat of the day gives way to the fading light So much hope and so much life Those summer nights Oh, those summer nights Those summer nights Oh, those summer nights Those summer nights 
This is Pauline Jennings, and you're listening to Musician Talk. You just heard Those Summer Nights, written by my guest today, Ray Coudre. This song is hot off the press. He wrote it a couple weeks ago and created a demo so that he could play it for us today. And every bit of this song is Ray. He played everything on it, which is pretty pretty astounding. It's what a song. It's fun, you know. It's uh, I I'm a, I'm surrounded by really really good musicians, so I know my my limits. Right. So working in the environment of like your studio is it's nice because it's very forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Those well, mistakes aren't there. <laughs> you need no forgiveness. This this song. I mean, all the parts are there. It's it's fabulous, and I can't wait to hear what the full band, what what all the musicians do with those parts. Me too. Um, you know, you got you got this great vibe. It's a Tom Petty, Brian Adams, Bruce Springsteen kind of melding. Um, I, not that I have to pigeonhole you, but I kind of my brain goes there no matter what, right? That's just a natural place to organize things. That's a human thing, exactly, right? exactly. And those those are pretty great. Uh, artist to be associated, have your name associated. With. I just let the names just go by because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't it's matter. <laughs> they are them, and I am not. Uh, understood. <laughs> so, um, what makes a summer song a summer song? Because this sounds like a summer song. Well, I think the first of all, you have to infuse it with sunlight, which is where that was written. Like it was just written walking around the beautiful part of town where the open memorial field, that kind of area, and it just. You know, I don't know. You make get some happy chords, avoid whatever that uh, D minor was it? <laughs> Loneliness. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I it's it's a it's just a vibe that I felt. So it feels like it a song like this. Well, maybe it's every song. It's just so influenced by the lyrics. Although there are some songs you don't understand the lyrics, and so doesn't happen with that so much. But that summer sun, those words that you have. I think influence your brain right away just to to have that that feeling, or it's just a melding of everything, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess you know, there's a lot of musicologists who've tried to dissect this, and some of them do it very well. Where you know the chord structure influences it, and you look at classical music, which I hear a lot of because of uh, my my own children, um, but those feelings come without one lyric at all like you can hear right. you can hear leonard bernstein and uh you know uh, all of a sudden you're in a happy mood or a sad mood or a whatever he wants to do with that right. music and yeah it's there's a lot involved but uh, i i don't know any of it but i know what makes me feel good and what makes me feel sad and i kind of go with with that sort of gut yeah. <laughs> that's great and you know you think about how music influences us and and there's like you said there's so many re- there's so many ways that it influences you with the, starting from just the chord structure to the lyrics to not having lyrics to the each note that's played yeah, yeah. and that's i guess why we love it so much i mean you know just a drum just, you know that can totally affect you and mood move move you oh, so and put you a, just a good drummer can put you in any mood you want yes um it's it's not that it's it's when they do it it's doesn't look that hard, but is a lot of study that goes into that. No so. kidding. And this is why I do this show, because music is just such a beautiful thing. It really is. That's pretty yeah, hackneyed, right. but it you're is. Right. So I have the quote of the week, and I picked a quote by Bruce Springsteen, because I, I think that he is one of your uh, one of your, one of your musical heroes. Oh, um, for sure. And, and you cover him wonderfully. Um, and it is... Uh, the quote is, the great challenge of adulthood is holding on to your idealism after you lose your innocence, which is kind of a simple f- quote. But, you know, when you think about it, and I, I have to say this on the on the show a lot 
But it, it, when you think about it a little deeper, there's so much there to unpack, really. Well, um, <clears throat> so my wife's name is Sherry. And uh, when I go to a gig, one of the last things she says literally every time is make sure you have fun. Nice. You know? And it's, uh, it comes from a conversation a long time ago where I was expressing some frustration that things weren't going, you know, like I wanted because I'm, you know, I like to control things. Being a teacher, you're always in charge of something. Right. Um, and uh, she just said, well, if you're going to drive all that way and do all that stuff, you, you might as well admit, uh, uh, enjoy it. Right. Because if you don't, why, why would you even want to do that? Okay. And uh, it was a real eye-opening conversation. And from that, literally that point forward, it was kind of, it changed my perspective as opposed to trying to, I still try to get everything right. And, you know, you want to play everything as perfectly as you can. And, um, but I look at that more as an ideal and, uh, and, and a known impossibility. And I try to just kind of look at, at each, each show as, if you're going to go through all this trouble and learn these songs, write these songs, practice, haul this equipment, if you're not enjoying it, then why would you do that? Right. So um, that's where the, the I, I love this quote, by the way, um, but I, I keep my idealism because I, it's kind of like, well, I know it's not going to be perfect, but I still want it to be as good as I can do it, like in that moment. And I, I want... I want the harmonies to be as good as they can be in that moment and the, the song and the structure and the ending and the beginning. Like, I just want every piece of it to be right. So um, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I still maintain, I would say, that idealism in thinking like this gig today, whatever it is, should be the best one, right? That's, right. that's you had said, we'll talk about a best and worst gig. I do have a couple of i have a worse gig later but um <laughs> <Can't wait. laughs> but you know if every gig you go to isn't it doesn't have the potential to be the best one and there's no reason to do it you know that's interesting i didn't even think of idealism in that in that realm i was i was thinking you know of having your best gig and playing to the best of your abilities i was thinking more about idealism um more along the lines of of, of a lack of cynicism and of of you know, not selling out. You hear about that a lot. That yeah. that you're doing these for pure reasons. You're doing it because of of, of being of, of for the music, just for the music, not for the money. You know. And, yeah. Right. And I mean, you have to make money. Well, <laughs> that's the weird part yourself, because so. in the end, the the money that you make allows you to do the music. Like you've got to get there, and you've got to pay your rent, and you've got to buy instruments and all that so you know that part i i have the luxury of not having to worry as much about it um but it's still uh, it's still a part of of the whole equation i was talking to uh, dan andreessen yesterday we had a gig after i played at uh, the Riverwalk, and then down in, in uh, Pleasant Grove Pizza down in Wasika with Dan Andreessen yesterday I was in Wasika and he said the going rate is somewhere between zero and a thousand dollars because you just don't know when you call people up what they're so it's it's actually now part of my when people approach me I, I just say what's your budget and I'll right. see if there if there's something I can do that fits in it, because I I might be able to play by myself or bring one or two or full band. You know, it depends. Right. Uh, I want to play, but in the end, I also have to 
have to be able to afford to play. That's know? right. Exactly. And particularly, I mean, there's a lot of musicians out there that <clears throat> have a second job. And there's those that don't, that they, they depend, like my husband, they, they depend on that money. And so uh, on when they play. And so, but I, and I don't think that necessarily cynicism sneaks in because just because it's, it's what you do for a living and you have to make money. Uh, I think you can still have the idealism. Um, but I'm interested in thinking about like in the, in this quote, it's not only the idealism, but it also, he talks about losing your innocence and, um, I feel that as an artist, and maybe I'm biased because I am one, that you have a you have a better chance of holding on to some of that innocence and oh, the idealism. Sure. And why is that? Why do I you don't think? know. Well, I think you get used to the fact that some people don't resonate with whatever you're doing, and sure. some people really do. And you can see that in one room, right? You know? Like if you're playing in a, if I'm playing wherever, and I see that literally one person is is like stamping their foot or tapping or really into it or maybe they're mouthing a lyric like now with our songs you'll see people singing literally wrote words that i wrote uh, cool and it, it, it's it's pretty easy to hold on to it if you're if you're careful about the fact that this isn't everybody's thing, right? right. They are not all going to come out and see me. They're people who, all the people who come and see me aren't going to absolutely love what they're hearing. But I know that there are quite a few people that it resonates with and it makes their day better. So it does, it does really help yeah. uh, to, to just kind of like, I guess, compartmentalize it a little bit and just say, this is, this is what I do. I'm, I'm doing this. In, first of all, as Sherry Setchell tells her dancers, I'm doing this for me first. Nice. Right? Yeah. And then I really hope you like it, but I understand that some of you won't. Right. And going back to that other piece with, uh, you know, like Steve as a, as a professional, like he probably would tell you he plays for free, but he's got to haul his equipment around. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like you said, and that costs the a lot of money. <laughs> it does. It does. It gas yeah. Is, yeah, it's a lot. You know, to haul equipment around, to physically pick it up and make the effort. You can play for free at home, but if you're going to make a living at it, you've got to, first of all, be really good as he is, but you also have to understand that, you know, it, it's worthwhile. Art is worthwhile. It is. So it is. It doesn't have to be cynical at all. I think sometimes, too, with being an artist and particularly maybe a musician, is that you see and interact with people in a wider strata of life and oh, circumstance so than you cool. do in other jobs. You know, like as a teacher, you, you interact with, well, of course, your students, but teachers that, and you're all kind of in, doing the same thing, and, and it's a little monolithic, monolithic a little bit. Yeah. And when you're, uh, not only the people that you play with, but um, your audience. You see everybody from every every you know how much money they make to to what they like and what they don't like, like you were talking about. And I think that keeps your eyes open to re oh. real things. And the number of friends know. that you make, like yeah. that you either play with or that show up at gigs, and you just get to know them. <clears throat> um, business owners that we have these relationships with. Yep. It's it's really fun. It is. Even like the the folks here at the radio station, because I've been on a few times and knowing Jeff and Rich and Wendy and actually Wendy, I know from other places, but through music, right? you know, um, so it's just, and, and you, we've known each other for 20, 30 years since, right. since you were five. 
Thank you. That was good. <laughs> Many points. I'll pay you, you later know, for that one. <laughs> back when when you were playing with Dame Station, and we I was we were both up at the Tavern Lounge. Yeah, you know, yep. good times. It is. Well, thank you for that. That was a really good discussion about this quote, and um, we're going to turn to the next song, which is Solo Cups, which I am. So excited to say that um, Ray is going to play live here for you. But explain it for us. Set it up because this is a very interesting story behind this song. So there is a man named Pat Tillman. There's a great book out there by John Krakauer. He wrote, um, he's, he's a big thin writer, air. Into Thin Air. Yep. yep. So um, this, this book he wrote about Pat Tillman, Pat is a former NFL football player. And he was undersized and he was never supposed to make it and he really put a lot of work in and he made it to the NFL and about after his rookie contract was done he was offered a 3.6 million dollar contract to play the next year for the Arizona Cardinals and he turned it down to join the army back in 2000 early 2000s post 9-11 because he wanted to go to Afghanistan and um, it turned out that he was uh, killed in friendly fire there's no surprise there. That's all part of the story. But the story behind it of how it was, uh, his death was turned into propaganda and um, it was um, misconstrued as to how it all happened. Uh, and uh, and the betrayal of someone who, um, who believes that much in something that he gives up that, that, like the payday of the thing he's working for his whole life to go uh, and do this and then to have that uh, work out the way it did. It, it seemed like a really interesting um, juxtaposition in how things are portrayed. And it reminded me of uh, when you see solo cups in a fence uh, around like a school where it says, you know, go Raiders on the football field. They'll, they'll put these solo cups in and it makes this kind of cool art. And they do the same thing if something tragic happens, you know, like uh, rest in peace, Coach Johnson or whatever it is. Don't worry, everybody, Coach Johnson's fine. Okay, um, but when you see those two messages portrayed in the same way at the exact same in the same space. I've like seen it on actually at Lakeville High School is the one that really resonates with me. Uh, one of the students had passed away and they had that student's name in. And a couple of years before I had seen, you know, Cougars or whatever it was. And it's just that, that juxtaposition of the good and the bad and that just all in the same place and how intricately tied it is. Um, so it just reminded me of like solo cups. Um, wow. The idea that when you're in the distance, you can't really see what it is, so you can't see if it's good or bad, and that's kind of where this metaphor kind of came. What a cool metaphor. And I uh, I want to ask you before you start, the challenges, I imagine with such a, um, I don't know, a deep subject, uh, that there might have been some issues, or, or did it kind of just come out like the other one? Well, I had just written read this book, and... Um, I, I think sometimes these ideas come a little bit more fully formed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also keep uh, uh, lyrics in f- various files. So sometimes I'll be able to go out and find out, like I've got a line that, that oh, I think this will be perfect for it. And I'll just scour my lyrics and wow. see, okay, I'm looking for something here for a chorus and maybe I'll go in and, and find that. And um, the, uh, the one that was, there's no hero in the heartache left behind. That's a, a lyric that I had from some other thing that I was working on. It's a great lyric. lyric. So, you know, I, I just kind of, this one flowed pretty well. 
Very cool. Well, that's a perfect setup. Why don't you go ahead and play live here for us, Ray Coudre, Solo Cups. Solo cops stuck through the fence out in the distance. I can't make out what they say. They're either rooting for the home team or another hero lost his way. Thoughts and prayers can't hide this loneliness. They keep coming anyway. And there's no hero in the heartache left behind No matter what they say It feels so lonely on these streets The day-to-day pulls at the seams No memory floats in with the breeze The work is harder than the dream The work is harder so much harder than the dream I thank God for silver linings There's clouds most every day All this pressure should have made a diamond But it don't seem to work that way So I'm stuck here with these memories, poor companions, your love so far away. As I sit here in this room, fell to the rafters with the bones of my mistake. Another hero died today, soldiers gone in a rich man's game. Families bow their head to pray Chaplain says what she's got to say It feels so lonely on these streets The day-to-day pulls out the seams Your memory floats in with the breeze The work is harder than the dream The work is harder so much harder than the dream. Another hero died today. Soldiers gone in rich man's game Families bow their heads to pray Chaplain says what she's got to say It feels so lonely on these streets The day-to-day pulls at the seams Your memory floats in with the breeze The work is harder than the dream The work is harder So much harder than the dream The work is harder 
so much harder than the dream. This is Musician Talk, and I'm your host, Pauline Jennings. My guest today is Ray Coudre, and you just heard him play his original thought-provoking song called Solo Cups Live in the Studio. Thank you so much for that, Ray. Oh, thanks for having me. This is such a pleasure. <clears throat> well, the work is so much harder than the dream. That's, that's true <laughs> for anybody, but I can't imagine who it's more true for than a soldier. Yeah. Right? And I, I come know. from a military family, so my dad was in Vietnam three times. And, wow. And, uh, oh. That was like 65 up through 74, um, which was, you know, me up till 10 years old. So it's kind of weird. I've always thought of that in the sacrifice that a family makes. And yep. Yeah. Amazing. It's a tough one. It is. It's a tough one. Um, thank you for that. And uh, <clears throat> we have to move on to best gig, worst gig. And you said that you had a, a, a worst gig for us. I hope you also have a best gig since your last time you're on the show. Let's hear it. Uh, well, uh, I'll start with the positive. So okay. I, I mentioned earlier, Newton tied into that um, Springsteen quote, that your your best gig really, it really does need to be um, a high potential every single time for that. So I've had yeah. a summer full of just amazing things. I, I I have the privilege of playing with Kurt Johnson, and we played just yesterday morning uh, at uh, the River walk market and like you're right by the fountain and kids are playing around there and everybody in town is down there getting or it seems like everyone and i'm sure there's a few people sleeping in but (laughs) you know you've got all the stuff the energy of that and then uh you combine that with things like um you know uh got to play with him up at reunion and uh, a week couple weeks ago at armory there was I don't know, 100, 150 people that just sort of showed up and nice. the weather broke perfectly. So that was with the full band. Like I, I, as far as best gigs, it's just, it goes on and on. I would say for this summer, one of the, one of the many highlights along with those was Kurt and I flew up to my hometown and we right. packed all of our equipment into this plane, flew into the Hallock airport. A friend of mine, Left a car there for us. Nice. And then um, we, and it was a big Ford F-150 pickup. <laughs> and it, the pickup was so big that he left for us that all of our equipment, f- which filled the plane, fit in the back seat of this giant pickup. <laughs> it was crazy. So uh, then we, we unpacked. We went out to Far North Spirits, which is uh, up in my hometown there. And um, uh, right next to the distillery, uh, and their thing is they everything they put in their product is made right there grows right there where you're sitting wow. in a little uh windbreak and it was june 10th i think it was and uh hundreds of people showed up it was a all-class reunion it was really fun and uh as we're uh, as we were packing up still that night because it's way up north right on the border on the canadian border so it's still light out at 10 o'clock and we can see to pack our equipment up at that time. Nice. And then, so everything about that gig went perfect. So, um, like I said, this has been starting with April 8th when we did our release show and all of our friends showed up. It, it's been a summer full of like best gigs, really has. That's not Pollyanna wow, in any way. What a gift. So it's just, wow. re- I know, it's really fun That's and I'm, I'm lucky for it. So, worst gig though, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> so I cannot say where. 
But it was this oh, Come summer. on, tell us. No, I can't. <laughs> right. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Right, right. But we got there, and usually we bring our own sound guy, like we, pro- we talked about. And um, we chose not to bring our sound person because they had a quote-unquote sound tech, which turned out they were in charge of a lot of things and were very handy with technology but weren't experienced with sound, right? Which right. is a, oh, it's a no. whole different thing. If you can plug yeah. it in, that's great, but... There's a lot more to it, as Wendy can tell you, sitting over there in that computer right. trying to figure out all this stuff. And, you know, it takes a lot. So anyways, it starts when we show up and this person says, hi, I'm so-and-so, and hopped in a golf cart and said, I'll be back in 20 minutes. And we have an hour to set up for our gig. Right. And I'm like, oh, no. okay, I'm in my calm <laughs> mode. I'm in my Sherry's words are in my head you better have fun you're gonna put all this time in and i never left that space this whole time which is funny for you (laughs) because it would have been so easy to go somewhere else so he gets back 20 minutes later he's got an assistant and they have a tub of uh like a a tote like you put your christmas stuff in and um or your hanukkah stuff i don't know what you put in there (laughs) (laughs) but anyways uh your pagan ritual tree i don't know what it is uh so a tote and it's full right. of every wire that he's going to use to connect us. All the XLR cords, all the quarter inch, everything is in there. All wrapped he, up nicely, right? With no, the- it's all in a ball of <laughs> like twine. No. Oh, and he no. dumped it out in the grass and his assistant flopped down on the grass and started untangling cords. So oh now this gosh. is 40 minutes before we're supposed to play. And I'm still like, okay, all right, this... It'll Clearly work. not how I would do it, but <laughs> I must know his process. I don't know. So it gets us all hooked up, and there were many, many foibles in between that and actually getting sound to come out. Uh, you know, the screeching microphone and the, uh, you know, where does that go? Is that four or five? Which one? <laughs> oh, oh, he's turning up. Uh, he's turning up a monitor and he thinks it's the bass, but it's the monitor for the keyboards and, you know, just over and over and over. Oh, and no. the whole time I'm like, okay, this is fine. He's going to run sound. It's going to be great. So he gets going and nothing's really right. And as a performer, you, you probably know you're just at a certain point, you just, you have nothing to gain if the sound person doesn't like you. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're, you have to be nice. And you have to be nice to people in general, but this person, you have to be nice. Uh, <laughs> even more even so. More, so right. more patient. And it's like, okay. Uh, so they get us all going, and uh, we start our music. We start our first song. We are in the first verse, first half of the first verse of the first song. And they got in their cart and drove away again. <laughs> Oh, no. Never We're be done seen here. for another hour. Oh, no. And I was very suspicious because the, the way it all went. So I had a wireless system on my guitar. So I walked out in front and I'm playing. And we're doing a song that uh, other people are singing in the band. Bob was singing, I think. And um, <laughs> it's it sounds like when you fake, like your phone doesn't work. Like, it, uh, it, uh, <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Oh, no. It's just cutting out because everything is so wrong. It's clipping. It's clipping. That's the term. That's the audio term. It is clipping and uh, because it's digital, when it reaches the top, instead of just making noise, it just stops sending signal. Wow. So I go to the board and there's five different channels that are all 
way, way, they're all red, which is a bad color, right? <laughs> right. Um, so anyways, that was, that was definitely the worst gig. That sounds um, pretty bad. But we still enjoyed it. You know, we, we had a pretty good time. Uh, we had to talk our, our bass player, Jerry Spencer down off the ledge for a while because <laughs> he, he wasn't very high. He had a stressful week and then that was piled on top of it, but it, it worked out okay. It, all, it always does. Yeah. It always does. And it's so good that you can laugh about it. And we, we did get a good story out of it. You did, yeah. exactly. And we need to wrap up. Yep. Um, so to just let us, pe- let us know the next couple gigs that you have and where people can find your schedule. Um, so fredthebear.com is where you can find our gigs. Okay. Um, and Easy. we, you could also reach out. We'll put you on our newsletter, which I really like the newsletter concept because it gets us away from some of the social media stuff, but we yeah. do post on social media as well. Um, our next gigs are August 12th. That's this Saturday. We're traveling up to Halleck, Minnesota, Again. Canadian border. Fun. We're going to play for a group called Kids and Cares. Um, it's, uh, it's, so it's a street dance kind of in on Main Street, and this is a group that provides things for kids at the schools in Kitson County. Wow. Um, April, August 17th, I'm with Kurt Johnson at Reunion. August 19th, back at Imminent Brewing. And August 20th, at Pleasant Grove Pizza Farm. Uh, Imminent is the full band, Fred the Bear, with Bo Aylin, uh, Bar, uh, Beth Kanzelman, Bob Kanzelman, Jerry Spencer, and myself. And then, of course, uh, Reunion is going to be Kurt and I on a Thursday night. We play there once a month on Thursdays. So. Which Thursday of the month? We usually play the second, but okay. we us- we get bumped a lot because there's an event happening, but yeah, usually so the second Thursday. FredTheBear.com. That's where you're going to find Fred all the bear. that stuff. Com. Or reach out to Ray Coudre and, uh, anywhere and I'll get you on our list and We'll send you something once a month that just has a list. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ray. This was a great conversation today. I really had a lot of fun, and I think the audience did too. So thank you so much for thank coming you. on Thanks Musician Talk. Thanks for having Talk. me. I really appreciate it. Great to catch up with you. All right. Many, many thanks to Ray for sharing his insights and music with us today. Thanks always to the fabulous Wendy Nordquist and to you, dear listener, for tuning in to Musician Talk on The One, K-Y-M-N. Have a superb day.